morning, everybody. I'm Ashley Ragsell, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm the Executive Director of the Healing Words Foundation, and I'm filling in today as our Prairie Doc Radio host. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your mental health questions today, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. Again, that's 605-692-1430. With us today to answer our mental health questions is Nikki Eining. Nikki is a private independent practice licensed social worker who works to help outpatient mental health services to children, adolescents, couples, families, and adults in Brookings at Avera Behavioral Health. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Ashley. So we're talking about school. Yeah. I know both you and I have kids that are uh, getting ready for here in Brookings next week. Yes. I do love, um, most of the time I hate social media, but this is one of the times of the year that I love it because I love all the back to school pictures. Yeah. The people where you see everybody getting, uh, that's gotten bigger over the summer. So this week as part of uh, your article that you wrote for us that uh, you can grab in all of your local newspapers here in South Dakota and beyond. We talk about back to school. What what do we need to know? Well, first we need to know it's 74 out today, and now I hear it's supposed to be 92 <laughs> this weekend. So that's going to trick our body into thinking summer is over. Yes, yes it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is, that is really the key. You know, a lot of times we'll hear kids say, I can't believe summer's over. Or, you know, now we're looking at summer being over. All the fun is over. And so we really talk a lot about, you know, how do we set that transition up for success? And there's a lot of ways for us to focus on things that are within our control to set that up set it up for success and one of those things is looking at can we plan some small fun things as a family um, whether that's you know in our own yard in our own home outside our home things like that so our kids don't necessarily believe or have this core belief that summer the fun is over right well and it's it's a hard transition right like it's uh we were talking about um getting up in the morning, doing a new routine, being able to uh, get back into essentially the swing of things, of those kind of things. And and I, I'm sure it's true for our youngest kids that are going, but also our teenagers that are doing it as well. Yeah. So when we talk a little bit about um, helping with just that adjustment, that shift of uh, routine, of transition, again, um, coming together as a family, you know, we talk a lot about family meetings. Um, when everybody can really have a voice at the table, uh, talk about those routines. You know, what does that look like in the evening, maybe after school, after practice, after we come home um, from, you know, school year care? What does that look like when we come home? Um, and what what do we want every, you know, from all of us? Because I, as a mom, might have expectations or want it to look a certain way. And that might be very different. Right. Um, than what my child wants it to look like. And so how can we really set those routines up for success when we can talk about compromise, um, teach our children compromise, and really work together to, for a routine that they'll engage in and follow through with? So if we're focusing on, um, we're talking mental health, why is this important for our mental health to be doing these things? Yeah, so um, it is very common and normal when we talk change, Our body physiologically just struggles with change. Um, You know, when we talk habits 
and our neuron connections and our muscle memory. Um, it is very normal when we change our habits, it takes us a while to get into that new routine or comfort of those habits. <clears throat> and so when we talk um, the mental health component of it, you know, maybe an example is we've stayed up later in the summer and in the school year, we know to have rest for us to be able to function for nine hours a day right. um, and be at our best. We really need that consistent rest that's going to help us manage stress. It's going to help us manage anxiety. It's going to aid in our cognitive ability to show up for education that day. Um, and so looking at that, you know, how do we set up that nighttime routine uh, where it is comfortable, it, our kids are able to fall asleep um, and get that consistent rest is really a successful thing for our mental health. I like, um, <clears throat> uh, there's a social media personality, uh, Jen Hatmaker puts a post up every year that talks about um, essentially giving grace that first week to your kids because yeah. they are trying, uh, it's a change, yes. like just like you said. Like it's a lot of work to uh, go from uh, doing, you know, essentially not having a set schedule or not having as big of a set schedule to um, your kids going to a, a full-time job again. Yeah, and that's why we do talk about kind of that that family meeting that talk of what we want those things to look like at night and what's maybe one thing that we can start practicing now um, it is a really hard change if we're trying to do 12 things at one time and maybe what's one thing that we're all willing to start doing together um, you know is that we're going to move supper supper up a little bit earlier and so we all want to help work together um, to to make sure we're all at the supper table at 5 30. Um, and cleaning up after supper. You know, is that one thing that we can focus on together and support all of us in doing successfully? Um, and then maybe what's the next thing we want to focus on and shift a little bit after that routine has come um, and feels a little bit more comfortable and normal? Because again, when I mean, all of us know when we try to abruptly <laughs> change multiple things at one time, yeah. that is, it just sets us up for unmet expectations, when which can create even more stress. Um, and then we get really overwhelmed and anxious about things. And that's... Uh, you know, our youngest people to our oldest people always. Mm -hmm. We'll be going to our first break shortly. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Give us a call now at 605-692-1430 with any mental health questions you would like us to address. Again, that number is 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from Avera Medical Group. The grass is growing, and that means it's time to mow. Please remember these safety measures to protect your health. Wear goggles, hearing protection, gloves, and long pants. Always wear sturdy closed-toed shoes while mowing the lawn. Do not drink alcohol or use other substances before or while using your lawnmower. Do not remove safety devices or guards on the mower, and never insert hands or feet into the mower to remove grass or debris. Parents, teach these safety measures to your children. This safety tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Ashley Ragsdale, and Nikki Einine is here to answer our mental health questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. So, Nikki, this week our uh, encore on-call is about suicide. 
Uh, I know that the register here in Brookings, and it probably ran several other places here a couple weeks ago, talked about the suicide rates in South Dakota, um, and in general, just the increase. Um, where where do we start with this conversation? Yeah, so um, it is definitely true. We have seen, especially in Brookings County, the number of completions of death of suicide and fatal attempts of death of suicide really increase over the last three years. Um, and so one of the things, Avera as a whole, if you are familiar with our Ask the Question campaign, right. um, as a whole, we're really trying to increase this awareness that every single one of us um, can build our own confidence in, in really asking those hard questions of, are you thinking about suicide? Are you thinking about killing yourself? Um, the more that we can ask people and genuinely show up alongside them in those really difficult and overwhelming thoughts they're having, um, and even try to, to say, you know, okay, I hear you're having thoughts of suicide. I hear those thoughts are there for you and that's really hard. Can we call 988 together? Can we go to the doctor together? Can we go to the ER together? Um, we don't have to be the person that is responsible for the solution or right. the plan to keep them safe, but we can be that person to ask them if those thoughts are there and say, I'm willing to sit with you while you call someone, or I'm willing to go to the ER with you while you talk to somebody about what's going on, um, because you don't deserve to be in that by yourself. Well, we did, part of this show is we went and talked to the 988 hotline. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we were able, I mean, this is a free service for anybody that wants to do it. You can text them as well. Yeah. If you don't feel like calling, they're all licensed counselors. It's 24 hours a day, right? Yes. And so... Um, Hopefully, it's making it easier for people to make that connection. Yes, right? yes. And it is not just, I have to have this extreme type of thought to call 988. Yeah. That is something that we're really trying to make sure people understand, too. If you are having a difficult time that you would say, I'm in crisis, please call 988. Right. Those people are there 24 hours a day. It is free, and they are there to to talk you through and support you in those really dark, hard thoughts and, and feelings that you um, don't deserve to have to sit in by yourself. Um, with the suicide rates, and we're talking about youth and going back to school, it said uh, on the South Dakota Department of Health website, it says that suicide is the leading cause of death among 10 to 19-year-olds in South Dakota. Yeah, That's yeah. a heavy statistic. Yes. Yeah. Um, what should we be looking for in our own children or even... As a teacher, what should we be looking for to make sure that we are being able to provide those kind of resources to kids? Yeah. So I do want to say before I kind of talk through that, because um, I don't want somebody to feel like they have to jot them all down and right. feel rushed. Yeah. Um, so again, if you go to, even if you Google it and you Google a Vera Ask the Question, there is a specific web page that is Ask the Question Information. And there is a, a toggle down and it will have warning signs of suicide, you know, sheets specific to parents, sheets specific to schools. So I do just want to point out that that's available. Um, but when we look at, you know, how, when is the time to approach my child or a child that I am familiar with and, and kind of ask, like, are you having thoughts about killing yourself? Are you having thoughts about suicide? Is really when we see a shift or change in behavior um, you know, when we talk about just kind of emotional intelligence 101, 
uh, all of us, you know, have body clues that tell us we're having a feeling. And so it's amazing as parents, we are probably the most in tune to those body clues. We just don't give ourselves credit in that. Uh, We notice when something's going on. We notice when there's a change, uh, maybe in our child's tone of voice or the way they're responding or how they're, um, what their mood looks like during the day. Um, Those are signs, those are clues to us. There's some type of emotion or feeling there. And can we work up that courage to, you know, simply ask and open that door and invitation of communication of, you know, I really noticed this has been different. What's up? How are you? Um, Has something been difficult lately? How can I help? Um, And just really trying to, again, bridge that safety of communication when we notice those clues in our our children well and this is not even just our teenagers right I think a lot of times when we think about this we think about those that are our high schoolers but um 10 I have a 10 year old I mean that's fifth fourth fifth grade yep and so um obviously different maybe the same types of problems but different levels of those problems what are the some of the signs besides a different change in behavior that we should be kind of looking for? Yeah. Sometimes we'll see maybe notes or drawings um, or maybe text messages or um, if we kind of check out our child's Snapchats or things like that, maybe there are some of those other forms of expression um, of intense feelings or thoughts that we see or hear in those other, you know, social media, phone, um, journal, paper avenues that we have found, or maybe a teacher has brought to us, um, saying, you know, I'm I'm a little concerned about what's written on here or what you know they have drawn, and again, using that as a way to approach our child and say, hey, um, you know, here's what I'm seeing, here's what I'm noticing. Like, what's up? What do you need? Do we, can we talk about this? And again, really trying to build that confidence. That's what ask the question is all about. Um, Anxiety tends to make us avoid things. Absolutely. And so avoidance is a coping strategy, right? We don't want to knock it. Um, We just want to call it what it is. Avoidance is a coping strategy for anxiety. And sometimes when we are anxious about something that our child has written or put in social media or said to us, um, we want to avoid it because it makes us really anxious and uncomfortable. And ask the question is all about how do we really build our confidence in in asking that question and approaching our child and saying, are you having thoughts about killing yourself? Because, man, I really want to help you. Um, and you don't, that's overwhelming to deal with by yourself. You don't deserve to have to do that by yourself. Yeah. It is time for us to go on our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any mental health questions you would like for us to address. We will return following this informative message from Avera Medical Group. Attention drivers, there are many bikers on the road. Please remember these rules. Share the road. Bicyclists have the same rights to the road as motor vehicles do. It is the law to allow three feet between your car and the bicyclist. Give bicyclists space on the road. When turning right, look right before proceeding. Always check the sidewalks as well as the traffic lanes when merging or turning. Slow down and watch for pedestrians and bicyclists. 
the Avera Medical Group Brookings encourages drivers as well as bikers to help prevent accidents. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Ashley Ragsdale and Nikki Einine is here to answer our mental health questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. So Nikki, before the break, we were talking about um, suicide and youth and uh, and making sure that we are uh, pushing past our own anxiety, Mm -hmm. even if it is uncomfortable, to have that conversation with our kids. Um, This also correlates to adults. Yes. Yes. So what should we, um, besides talking to them, what other resources are out there? Yeah, so again, um, when we talk about prevention of of death or attempt by suicide, you know, we're really talking about uh, ensuring that someone doesn't feel alone in that. So again, being comfortable and asking those questions. Are you having thoughts of suicide? Are you thinking about killing yourself? Um, If that person identifies a plan, right? So maybe that person says, yeah, you know, I just, I, for some reason, I'm having thoughts over and over and over again about just taking all my medication and I don't know what to do. Um, You know, can we take that next step and say, okay, are you willing to take your medications with me to the ER so we can talk to somebody about that? Um, When we do that, what we're talking about is decreasing access to means of their plan. So that's what we call that. Um, So if somebody has said, you know, I just keep having these visions in my head over and over about taking a shotgun to my head. Okay, can we call the jail together? Can we call the sheriff's department together and have them come and remove your shotguns? We want to decrease that access to means, right? If they have somehow verbalized to us what that vision is or what that image is or what that thought is that plays over and over, let's get that out of their hands or get that out of access to them because... That actually has been shown um, in research to be the most powerful and effective form of prevention um, because if we can, you know, decrease access to that means, of course, they're not going to have that, you know, mean of access to to what that plan is. Um, And it, again, is just that step of I'm not alone in this. Um, This is so overwhelming and somebody cares about me enough to show up and help me through this right now. Um, That's a really powerful thing. Our uh, second kind of new segment in the Prairie Doc um, episode this week is about that. So we interviewed Kevin Wooster, who is a journalist, but um, it was like five, seven years ago, and he's written openly about it, is that he told his wife, he goes, I'm thinking about shooting myself. Mm-hmm. He avid hunter, had guns in the house. And then he said he went out to visit a friend and came back and everything in the house was gone. And every gun in the house was gone. Yep. And his wife said, we, you can't, we can't do this. Let's talk about this. Yep. And so, and he said it was a good two years and he received counseling and, and everything else to talk about why he was having those kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. But that for him, like that was like the, this, the light bulb is like, I have to do something about this yep. because of that. Yeah. So. The Helpline Center, um, again, if you, you Google, like, uh, safety means safety means planning, Helpline Center, they have a really great sheet that talks about different ways to decrease the access of means in your home. Um, so, again, right, taking the firearms out of the home. 
If my teen has a history of cutting, you know, how do I work with my teen to really right. identify, you know, what are sharp, sharp objects that we can remove and lock up and make sure my teen feels safe. I feel safe um, for my teen to be, you know, left alone in my home. So that's a really great handout that we like to use often through the helpline center that they've created, but it is a very uh, strong way to prevent a fatal attempt is when we can decrease the access to means. That's also why we talk a lot about if you have medications in your home that are old, that are you're not using, please dispose of them. The right. police department, the sheriff's department, they have medication disposal sites. Um, Brookings County has multiple of them, and they're listed online too uh, through the South Dakota Department of Health. Um, but again, if you contacted the police department and identifying that you were wanting to dispose of your medications that you don't use or that are just in your home, um, that is a very great choice uh, right. when we talk addiction and we talk uh, safety for prevention of suicide as well. So with 988, and I don't know the answer to this one, if you call them and you talk with them, can they refer you or um, to a, a mental health professional within your own community or online that you can be able to talk to? Yes, absolutely. So even though 988 is a national number, 988 is um, overseen by 211 Helpline Center in right. South Dakota. And so if you're familiar with the Helpline Center 211, it's the same place. Uh, that entity oversees all of the resources for Brookings County for South Dakota. Um, so they are kind of this warehouse of data um, and really navigation of what's available in our community. Everything from ba basic needs to mental health to, you know, food assistance, health care, right. um, all the resources that we all need and deserve. Uh, they have information about all of what's available throughout Brookings County and any county in South Dakota uh, to be able to refer you to as they're talking with you. Because we know these thoughts of suicide, yes, they can, they can just automatically pop up. Um, we also see a large number of them coming from some type of event that really has increased our stress or loneliness or things like that. So Maybe I lost a job. Maybe I lost my housing. Um, things like that where that stress really increases can increase those thoughts of suicide. And so the great thing about 988 is, yes, it's a licensed clinician that can help talk us through um, those thoughts we're having in that moment. But it can also refer to some of those resources and help us find solutions um, to manage through that crisis event as well. So, again... It's not just for individuals who are having intense suicidal thoughts. It's for anybody who's having a crisis that really needs support. Um, please reach out to that number anytime or text at any time. I've had a lot of thoughts or questions from people where they're like, well, I don't want to call because they're just going to send the police to my home. Um, and that is not the goal either. Uh, the goal with 988 really is to walk alongside you to help you not feel alone in the intents of those thoughts and feelings. Um, the only time that somebody might reach out to the police is if you're actually in the middle of a plan in that moment because you deserve to be safe. Right. Um, and on the phone, they can't keep you safe. Right. Uh, but that number one goal is to, you know, work with you on the phone 
um, to just help you not feel alone in that and come up with, you know, what resources are next? What's, what's the next option? So you feel like you're able to have some control over those thoughts or feelings. Um, the goal is not to, for you to call and them to just have the police department show up at your house. I know sometimes too with people they're afraid to reach out <clears throat> because of and, and not necessarily the stigma of mental health but um, they don't want people to know what they're going through and uh, I, I know that we've talked to several doctors about just kind of um, the explosion of telehealth and how it's helped mental health uh, professionals yeah. just be able to have that connection where it's it, you may not be talking with someone from your community but you can talk with someone um uh, you know, online, face to face, if you want to be able to do that, do you feel like that's helping people seek those kind of interactions? Yeah, I think it's normal. Brookings is such a wonderful community, right? It it feels larger than some smaller communities, but it also feels small enough right. that we know everybody here, and yeah. so there is some hesitation in why well, I don't want so and so to know that I'm struggling. Um, But the piece that we like to really talk about is, you know, when we reach out for help, whether it's through um, Avera, Sanford, you know, multiple other avenues, telehealth is available. Um, And so you can access, you know, any type of virtual appointment or support either. Um, Traveling out of town, if that makes you feel comfortable, that is also available. Um, And you, multiple providers can do both where, you know, I'm going to travel this week, but I think I'll do two appointments after that. Um, virtually. And so really, one thing that has come out of COVID is the flexibility of accessing care and insurance covering that care. (coughs) So that is that is a positive thing. Um, The other piece that we talk a lot about too, is every single one of us has mental health, just like we have physical health. um, We all have mental health. So what's always interesting to me with stigma is again, the avoidance, right? Right. Avoiding this reality that we all have mental health. There are things that we do to take care of ourselves physically. Um, It is normal and common for us to learn skills to take care of us mentally. We do not have to have a mental illness to access therapy. If I had it my way, everyone would go to therapy (laughs) (laughs) because just like we learn ways in PE during school to take care of our physical health, that's what we do uh, in therapy is we learn skills to recognize and understand emotions and practice skills to help us label that and manage through those uncomfortable emotions that every single one of us have. Um, It is not just a a he or she has them thing. It is a every single one of us has them thing Um, because we all have social, emotional, mental health. So, yeah, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and our podcast. We have just a few minutes left for you to call in with your questions at 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from Avera Medical Group. Be aware, with warmer weather, you may find ticks. Ticks live in grassy, bushy, or wooded areas. Spending time outside walking your dog, camping, gardening, or hunting can bring you in close contact with ticks. To prevent ticks from attaching, treat your clothes and gear with products containing 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin can be used to treat boots, clothing, and camping gear and remains protective through several washings. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Ashley Ragsdale, and Nikki Einine is here to answer our mental health questions. I wanted to circle back uh, really quickly just about the stigma. I know that, um, you know, it's hard for people. We were talking here before, like small town, being able to do that kind of thing. Um, A big thing that the Prairie Docs um, make sure that they say is like, your primary care physician will help you. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know that you would say this too, if you called um, the clinic here in town or you called a very behavioral health or any of the mental health professionals here in town, they would be able to help you do that kind of thing. Absolutely. And so part of their, um, their stress is making sure that you, that they are stressing for people. You get that annual exam uh, and in that exam, like they ask you about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that we talk about, um, a, we, South Dakota is full of a lot of small towns where a lot yes. of people know people. But I know that all four Prairie Docs also talk about when we see you out in public, we're not thinking about those things. Right. Where uh, when you're there, we want to take care of you. But yes. that's not necessarily that's not on our minds when we see you kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, what, before we close here today, what's the biggest thing that you can tell people going into the school year that they should be focusing on? Really, you know, again, we talk about just normalizing the challenge or the stress or the anxiety that can come with change, right? That's normal for every single one of us. Um, But kind of uh, the theme that's popped out for me today is just that awareness of avoidance, right? Stress, stress can be good. Stress can be positive. Um, Stress is normal. And so the more we avoid when those uncomfortable feelings are there, the harder it is for us to kind of find some ways to manage through it when it could be pretty, you know, easy to maybe do that. Um, and so it's just trying to really be aware or do some of my coping strategies like that really set me up to where I want to be. Um, and it's okay for me to ask for help right. if, you know, maybe some of my habits or my coping strategies aren't setting me up to where I want to be. Um, we only know what we know. Uh, we're human. And so that's why, you know, our our primary care docs, that's why behavioral health providers, that's why all of us in healthcare exist is because we only know what we know. Um, And we're there to help people just learn new skills, have access to supports and resources and and live the life they want to live because every single one of us deserve that. So reach out, everybody. Don't, Don't feel like you can't. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, August 17th, Prairie Doc host Dr. Deborah Johnston is joined by guest Dr. Matt Stanley and Dr. Anand from Avera Medical Group University Psychiatric Associates, Sioux Falls, as they discuss risk factors, warning signs, and preventing suicide. So tune in this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the America Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcasts. My thanks to Nikki for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>